Hey everybody, it's Ryan. We're back again with another episode of Small Business Chronicles and in our series about podcasting, uh, I have Evan's Puttman here, uh, works in the podcast range. We're going to get into what he does. And once again, if you watch my other ones in the series of podcasting, you'll understand how revolutionary podcasts can be to your business. And uh, so so we've went through from having uh, uh, Laura on from All Ears English, uh, the creator of Podmatch. All those people have been on the show. Evans kind of works on the area of how to grow influence and work that podcast. How are you doing today, Evans? I'm doing great. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate you having me on. Grateful for the oh, absolutely, opportunity. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, uh, Small Business Chronicles has become a Swiss army knife of, of information for business owners. And sometimes we hit a vein and we do multiple shows on that topic because you can always approach topic in multiple ways. And you like to hear what people are getting out of that. And uh, whereas you have a, a person like that runs Podmatch that knows the back end of connecting things. And then you have Laura McMahon that has 8 million downloads on a podcast they see it from a totally different place to somebody like me that we started this as a marketing venture and it blew up into a whole entire corporation and business so tell us a little bit about who you're with and uh, what you do in podcasting absolutely so i run a company called infinite impact consulting and coaching and i've got a couple different things that i do i've got a, a membership that i call podcast profit school a um, other business that model that I've run a virtual event called podcast sales machine. So as you can hear from the two titles there, that sort of lays the, the seed for what I specialize in, which is mostly growing audiences full of eager buyers, um, turning those listeners into leads and then moving those leads through a process that they become a client or a customer. So it's uh, very much like business consulting for podcasting. Uh, that's a very interesting business model. In in uh, I, I can see how that would work from sitting in this chair and doing these podcasts. Uh, on, on your business leads, you said that you're converting listeners or do you convert guests or is it a mix and combination of both? It's the, what we focused on was listeners. We were more one to many. Right. That um, yeah. this all comes from the background of working with a podcast. It was called Real Estate Rockstars with Pat Hyben. And Pat came to me at the time. I had no idea uh, anything about working with podcasts. <laughs> I was just an entrepreneur and we met and he, he had a need. I sat down with him. I figured out that we could actually over a weekend. I was like, give me give me everything you got, your vision, your you know what you're looking to do. And he sort of shared that with me. And I said, give me the weekend. I'll come back with an entire business for you. And it had the podcast as the core, the engine that drove the business. But at the time, as an entrepreneur, I was just like, yeah. He's like, can you grow the podcast? Can we turn this into a business? And I'm like, yes. And uh, then I'm like, okay, now I got to go figure this out. So that's sort of how I got into this. It was more from he was the expert the person behind the mic who did the interviews and I was tasked with basically um, like a CMO, a chief marketing op officer and, and in charge of sales and revenue too. So I just built the model with the podcast as the engine and we never really strayed from that. That was our prime um, engine that drove the business. We didn't do any other kind of marketing or anything at all, paid ads, any of that stuff, just the podcast. But to your original question, it was one to many. And we, we had a different philosophy where 
Um, and, and I know some people that do teach that, you know, bringing in your ideal client as a guest and mm-hmm. then that sales process. But we looked at our guest as more of JV partners. So we did a lot of collaboration yeah. with our guests where we did some, you know, webinars with them. We did events with them. We did cross selling with them um, and swapped shows, obviously, with a lot of them as well. So that was really our model. And to be honest with you, um, 100% transparent. We were just building it as we went because we didn't we didn't have a plan in mind oh, yeah. or a, we didn't have a proven <laughs> path in front of us. We were sort no. of with the machete chopping, you know, through the vines, making our way and making the path Good. ourselves. Uh, no, I get bushwhacking <laughs> your way through it because <laughs> kind of what happened with us was we 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 went on the alternate thing where we were bringing on and we've kind of changed, but that was our that was our model. We brought guests on. The guests mm-hmm. we, we we would go out and find people. Uh, we started it. We work for a full service marketing company, so uh, we we ventured into white label, doing a ton of white label work because we felt uh, that there was a big influx in people wanting white label uh, marketing work for their smaller agencies, where you could turn mm-hmm. one small agency into a powerhouse agency just through this white label work and and stuff. So we we went out and we started doing marketing podcasts, but then we would go on LinkedIn and find marketing guests to bring on, other marketing agencies to bring on. Mm-hmm. Well, then it started changing, and this goes to the point of bushwhacking through it. All <laughs> of a sudden, I'm not, I, I mean, I'm a business guy, but I'm not a business guy, so I start doing a different type of podcast. Then we get another guy, and all of a sudden, we have a podcast network, and then after that, people are reaching out and like, hey, can you produce these podcasts? Can you help us bring our podcast to life? And then within six months, we have a podcast production company. So Mm. it's amazing. And my point to this is where you start for one reason in podcasting. And I start for one reason. All these people (laughs) I mentioned before and all these people you see are going to – there's various reasons to to flow and to start into podcasting. Mm -hmm. And when you bushwhack your way through it, you you don't necessarily know where you're going to end up. Yeah, I think the getting – we had this discussion in, in my group call today in podcast profit school where I was like, you know, the getting started, just getting in momentum and moving forward, following, following a little bit of a framework, but movement creates clarity, right? As you move forward and let the market dictate to you what they Mm -hmm. may be looking for and how you can help them. Because, um, we all business owners, entrepreneurs, we feel like we say, I know exactly what you need, but then they're over there telling you, well, this is what I want. Right. So right. sometimes you have to shift yeah. and move that path a little bit. Yeah, it's it's such a weird thing. Now, <laughs> one of the things you said that you do is you help to promote podcasts and and uh, to help grow an audience and make them bigger. And, and mm-hmm. that's kind of, if you don't mind, that's what I want to focus down on for the next few minutes. Cause I think that's sure. the big crux of it. Because when you're using a podcast like we were, you're really only interested in the person sitting across from you. Right. But as we venture out and as we grow, we, we found struggles and we found some ways to beat it and we found fun ways not to beat it and, and everything else. But, but give us a little few minute rundown of, of tips and tricks to, to help get your podcast promoted out there and grow your audience. Cause if you're not saying you're using paid ads, that's, that, that takes a big chunk of it out. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, um, and you know, I, I, I love every strategy that's out there. Like if we would have started down the paid ads path, we might've gone that way, but we started, oh, right. yeah. we started where I came from, because as I mentioned, I had never done this before. This was about, gosh, it was probably about eight years ago um, when I started with Pat and he just asked me like, can you grow a podcast? But I came from the world of content marketing 
where I helped right. people write sales copy, web copy, you know, email copy, whatever it was. So for me, my first approach was, what was I doing in the past that was working to bring traffic to business owners? Can I try that with a podcast? So this is one thing that still I share with people because no, I sort of invented this, this way of growing because I had no other option. And what we did, the first thing we did was we actually started creating written content from our podcast. So we would take the show notes, the transcription, and we would take that and place it where our ideal dream client slash listener was, where they were hanging out. And a lot of like, on, it was on, I'll give an example. LinkedIn was one place because we were selling real estate sales training to real estate agents and brokers um, and investors. <clears throat> so we would create like written content and people are thinking, you know, like, oh, I, I get it. You just put a link in there and send them to the podcast. But that's not what we did. What we actually did no. was we create, we create a hook for the headline, a couple of curiosity driven sentences. And right underneath that, above the fold, we would take the embeddable podcast player, the code, and drop it right in. So we might say something like, you know, Ryan was on the show where he shared five tips on how to um, white label your digital marketing agency. In this the article here, we share two of them. If you want to listen to all of them, you just click the button right here and you can listen to the episode right here on the page. So we started doing that. And if you think about it, what we were doing is we, for lack of better terms, we were creating or claiming real estate all around the internet. So over time, as we, we did these articles with these players in them, we just created planted seeds where we just had things everywhere, all over the internet, where our ideal clients were. Like we, we would actually think about, um, so we weren't just posting them anywhere. We were going, there was one place called Inman.com that is like, one of the leading marketing content hubs for anything about professional growth when it comes to relate, uh, real estate agents. So we approached them and asked them, can we provide you some content knowing that's where our perfect audience was hanging out, provided the content with the player right in there and people could just listen right away and start, and we could track it and see that our listeners were coming from these different locations. So that was the first thing that we did that was a little different than what pretty much anybody does. But what I like to share with everybody, if you think about it, it's like a set it and forget it strategy where we're creating something. It's evergreen. It lives out there. So 24 seven, it is bringing our dream clients to us because we're actually going and putting it in front of them, being proactive versus just hoping they find it. Um, and show up at our podcast. So that was one way that we grew that was a little bit different. Yeah, uh, that that basically what you're saying is make a dynamic blog post and put it where you know, people can see it because that that is a very healthy way to to just attract membership because the first tenant of marketing, as you know as a marketer, as I know a marketer, is know your audience. If you're selling real estate stuff, don't put it on a construction website. That's that. That's kind of 101. <laughs> exactly. But you'd be amazed at people when they start promoting their podcast, they think that they need to put it everywhere, and you don't. Mm -hmm. You just need to dial down to who's list, who, who you're, in, in this case, because you're trying to convert. But even if on a listener basis, you're just trying to grow listeners, you need to put it where that interest lies. And this is an yeah. amazing way to do it because grabbing a transcript from your podcast is is super easy now. 
Mm-hmm. And the the whole key, and I eventually I had a writer, but coming from a writing background, I would create that hook of a headline and I would create the little, for, for us, it wasn't even to get them to read the whole thing. It was like, okay, if we can pull them in with the headline and then get them to read that first paragraph, which basically mm-hmm. was nothing but a roadmap that was like, here, push yep. this button and listen to the episode. Um, that's what we did. But we were, to your point, too, we, we focused on um, going to figuring out who that dream client was and being proactive about putting it in front of them because we knew that we wanted to work with real estate agents who were, they believed in professional development. They believed investing in themselves and growing their skill level. So that's where we went to locations that taught them like that and that provided that kind of information. And we would put our, our podcast in front of them there. And um, along with that, that, that was an evergreen model. The other one, which is pretty obvious, was guesting on other podcasts, <laughs> but mm-hmm. being very strategic about it um, because I have a lot of people that I know and that I work with. They, they get so excited about being on shows that they just start going on anything and everything. And we have a limited time. So I'm like, let's be strategic about it. Let's figure out once again. Where is your dream client, your dream client listener? Let's go on those shows. Um, You know, let's make sure they're active. Let's make sure they're engaging. Let's make sure it's the right fit. But let's be strategic about your time and get on those shows. Because as as you know, too, a lot of times that opens up the door for another relationship that could be a potential JV opportunity, referral opportunity. So you don't want to just go get on anything and everything, much like you don't want to just throw your content everywhere and hope it attracts everybody because you want to be strategic. But both of those for me, and and when we did this, it was basically about 80% of these evergreen type strategies and 20% social media. We didn't do as much social media because we didn't have a lot of control over the visibility right. and the engagement, right? So we wanted to control it a little bit more and we wanted to do things you know, Pat was at this, he was retired. He's like, let's do things that are easy. Let's do things that create multiple wins, do it once, win forever versus the busy mode of social media. So that's why we pretty much stayed away. The only time we, we focused on growing our podcast audience was more retaining our audience was creating a Facebook community, a Facebook group where we would move our audience members to where they could get additional value and create sort of that next step in the relationship, right? From one way communication in the podcast to the opportunity to do live trainings, to do Q and A's. So there was more of a two way relationship in that community. So that was another way that we were able to grow, but it was more at that point, it was more about keeping your listeners, And if you, as you know, as you sort of fill up a glass with water, if you're keeping those listeners, eventually it's going to overflow. And at that point, you just got the ball rolling downhill and you got listeners just coming in and coming in and coming in because you've kept your base by taking care of them. Oh, of course. And, and one of the things in podcast growth is that retention of listeners. Mm -hmm. And that seems to be a, a, a tricky Thing as well, because as everybody knows, it, when you start, you're not as good as when you when you peak, and and sometimes going through there, you're gonna you're gonna get listeners, and you're gonna keep listeners, and you're gonna cycle some listeners. Mm-hmm. What are some of your retention other than the Facebook thing? What are some of your 
methods that you've seen that help you retain and even retain your core audience? Yeah, absolutely. Well, one little, you know, this was part of the Facebook group because we used it as our secret research lab. We would call it a lot of times where we asked them a lot of questions and got a lot of their feedback so we could build content based on what they wanted versus what we felt like they needed, right? We would get them to tell us what kind of content they wanted. So that was one way. The other way, we treated people like humans. You know, we let them know that they were listened to, that they were acknowledged and they were heard. And the way we did that was we would invite them to, you know, give us reviews. We would read reviews on there. So we're acknowledging them. We'd read reviews on the podcast. We would ask them to send in questions. We'd ask for feedback. And we always addressed it. Even the bad feedback that we get, we would hit the nail on the head. We'd read it and be like, uh, sorry, we sort of missed the mark on that. We, we appreciate you telling us we're going to quit doing that. Right. Um, that was when we decided, we started, we started throwing like some, 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 I guess you could call them ads. They were ads for our own products and services. Yeah. Like right in the middle of the conversations and people were like, wait a minute, this is not the way the flow used to be. All of a sudden you're changing it up and interrupting it. They didn't like it. So we had, we'd let them know like, Hey, we hear you. We're going to stop doing this. Thank you for letting us know. So when you do that, people are appreciated and they end up sticking around more. I, I think that's a big win. I, I absolutely feel that way because I, I, I don't, I, I don't really believe in bad feedback. I believe that all feedback has, has a purpose or a reason. Uh, yeah. Number one, to identify what you're doing right. Number two, what you're doing wrong. And number three, people you wouldn't want to meet in the supermarket. That's <laughs> that's kind of what feedback mm-hmm. le- lets me know because there's some people that just gripe to be griping and, and, and you get right. that. But, <laughs> but if you get that feedback of if you get that like several of your core members and, and growing this podcast membership, you'll understand there's four or five members that you start to trust what they say a lot. And, mm-hmm. and, and especially when you have Facebook groups and stuff like that. So definitely listening to your members is, is a wonderful technique to retain and help grow that audience because yeah. when people see you doing that, they feel more of that community and everybody likes that sense of community. Yeah. And I would say too, you know, um, I would say that the number here's the, here's where I get on my high horse, at least with my clients, they're always like, you just pound the pound us into the ground on this one. But for us, this is what changed our business. So this is why I always share it because I see so many people missing out on this opportunity is to get people on your list, right? Your owned traffic, O W N E D you own that traffic. Now that's your list. And when we shifted to, we were basically struggling at one point to really get off of the feast or famine mode, the the treadmill of Mm -hmm. like revenue of getting sales. So we shifted from focusing on the sales to focusing on the next step, which was listener to lead. If we could get them in, give them an irresistible opt-in offer, create it less like a transaction, more like a relationship and get them on that list, then we could communicate with them. And they look forward to hearing from us because it was more give, 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 ask, right? (laughs) A lot of gives, a small ask every now and then. And that was a way to retain customers, I mean, listeners as well. But it also, that's where our business switched to. And we basically went from zero to half a million in revenue over a 12 month period by focusing on 
a relationship building style with our lead generation, but that retains listeners and it helps get you a list that you can then um, rely on to be your best buyers and your best clients. Oh yeah. Uh, uh, on that, sorry, my window closed on me. <laughs> Let me just say, it. Um, you're still there. Uh, no, no, I'm still here. I'm still here. <laughs> this is a wonderful thing about live podcasting. Uh, uh, so, so let's move on because because we're running close close to to the time allotted for these podcasts or whatever. Um, you you had mentioned before about guesting and building relationships. One mm-hmm. of the things, uh, just like you said, pound into the ground that that I want to bring to every one of these is how has podcasting affected you and your clients networking in relationships? Oh my gosh. It's, that's huge. I mean, just even me personally, the relationships that have been built on um, the networking, because I, I'm sure you've experienced this, but podcasting is like, it's a very collaborative space. Mm-hmm. Um, I run into people that they want to help you. They want to serve. They want to, promote you, like they'll ask you like, Hey, are you looking to get on more shows? I know some people that I'd love to connect you with. Or one thing that I always try to do is think of my network and how they can be connected with others. So to me, the relationship part is just absolutely um, massive. It's gotten me connected with some really big names, successful people that I didn't realize I would ever, you know, be able to be connected with and being able to get me in rooms and masterminds with people. So it's, and it's not just me, it's um, my clients as well. But for me, the, the really the biggest thing I get out of it is because I get really excited when I meet other podcasters, other people who are out there just putting positive um, messages out into the world and just really stepping into their authentic self and shining that out there. So it creates this really amazing collaborative community. And it's not, we were actually joking about this the other day is I, I used to absolutely hate in-person networking, right? Going to different, cause I used to be in sales. I was in sales for radio, of which course, oddly yeah. enough, I sold radio before I got into <laughs> podcasting many years ago. Right. But, um, I, I'm you know, an old DJ. Yeah. Business networking where it just feels like all it is, is like, you feel like people are just their Their most important thing is to get that business card in your hand nothing else. When it comes to the podcast space, people are genuinely interested in connecting and building a real relationship. And often I feel like it comes from a place of um, serving first versus asking for something else. And I just, I don't Mm -hmm. know if it's, if it's the podcast space in itself, that's like that, but it it really feels that way. It's very collaborative and very um, exciting where people just want to help each other and want to help each other's businesses grow. Uh, I absolutely agree with you. I, the the thing that we found is it's like any other business networking group. We have people on the show and they do. It's the, the guy with the business card. All they want to do is talk about their business. All they want to do is whatever. But over majority, overwhelmingly, um, I wouldn't be sitting where I'm at and we wouldn't have the business where we were at without these collaborative people that mm. seen us come in the space that come in with effort and, and come in and like, Hey, look, I've got eight listeners. Are you still willing to be on my podcast while I get it off the ground? And everybody's like, yeah, let's go do it. Let's, let's help. Let's help bring this in. Alex, uh, Alex from Podmatch, you know, he, he's got a whole service, a whole whatever. And I messaged him and he's like, yeah, let's, let's talk. Let's do it. Our, our podcast <laughs> network has three shows. He made the rounds. He went on all of them for us, you know, and, 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 and right. 
And, uh, Alex is guy. really wonderful. cool. He's like one of the coolest dudes out there. Too. Oh yeah. So I just I'll throw yeah, him. I, that, I'm gonna throw him that while we're talking ev- about him. Oh, absolutely. Because I bring him up on it. I brought him up on a couple things while we're talking about podcasts, and everybody says the same thing: how wonderful and just nice <laughs> of a guy he is. They don't mm-hmm. say the same things about me, but that's okay. You know, we're not all Alex. Uh, <laughs> uh, I'm sure they do. I'm sure you get a lot of accolades <laughs> out there too. Uh, I, you know, I let people curse on my show and I'm known for that. Like if, if you, if you want to, I, I tell people in pre-interview, I don't think I said it to you. I'm like, you can curse, just don't turn it into Quentin Tarantino movies, yeah. which is kind of odd, which is, which is odd for a business podcast, right? Right. To, to, right. to let people have that freedom or whatever. So, but, but, but yeah, the networking ability on podcasts is unmatched and unfathomable because if you go to a BNI or a, or a local networking group or whatever they are, you're, you're structured by the people in your community. You're structured mm. by people within driving distance. My third show I did was with a guy named Ferris Aranke, and it was about emotional intelligence and business. And he stayed up till two o'clock in the morning to, to meet with me because he's in London. Wow. Right. Like the, the time disparity. And then I interviewed people. I interviewed a couple of people from England and, and ended up ha- building a relationship. We still, we still message each other on, <laughs> on LinkedIn to this day. Right. And, and to know, and to get the support and find your people because, because it's the same thing you do in the real world, right? Is you go out, you find your people, you collaborate and you build. Yeah. Podcasting opens that community up to worldwide. Yeah. And it, you know, I, for those, I don't know how many like new sort of entrepreneur business owners you have, but yeah. is there a better way to, to learn a lot of amazing wisdom and knowledge than having a podcast and inviting people on your show and they share things right. and you're just like, that's amazing. Now I've, I'm, it's almost like it's your personal, you're getting coaching from different people. So that's another, of course. Um, but, and people with a podcast too, you know, going back to the networking, it really does. It can open doors to almost anywhere oh, yeah. because you're serving somebody and giving them a platform um, to be able to share their message, right? So you can you can reach out to people. It doesn't how you know. I've got a one of my clients and friends. He started his podcast by reaching out to people like Les Brown and. Um, the guy that wrote Chicken Soup for the Soul, they never mm-hmm. asked how many downloads you have or how many episodes you have. No. They just came on. They were gracious that he gave them a platform and it started, yeah. it opened up a whole new world for him. So it's the same thing, right? That people, if, if you approach it from, you know, a place of service versus what can I get by bringing this person on my show? Right. Like, how can I, you know, it's like, Hey, Ryan, I saw you have a book coming out. In the next month, well, you want to jump on my podcast and we can help promote your book, yeah. right? So you can, it, it opens the doors to many possibilities and gives you the opportunity to really help people and serve them and grow your business that way. Man, I, I, I got a funny story. I'm, I'm a video game nerd. Like I've been, since <laughs> since my, my little five-year-old hands could play Mario, I've been in video mm-hmm. games, right? And so I do this Cash Miller, which is the owner of Titan Digital and business partner for Titan Media Works. Uh, I started playing a game, and I don't know if you're into video games. Starfield, if you live under a rock, you've... But Starfield is this ginormous <laughs> game that Bethesda Studios just put out, right? So I, I spent all weekend playing it. My wife and kids are like, Dad, are you okay? And I'm like, yeah, video games. Leave me alone. I'm playing this thing, right? Because it was opening weekend. So I log into LinkedIn, come in with a big old video game hangover on Monday morning. I log in and see my boss and one of the voice actors from Starfield talking how they know each other. And I'm wow. like, you're shitting me, right? This is, this is happening, right? 
So I fanboy out and I jump on that conversation. I'm like, uh, 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 Mr. Trey, you want to be on my podcast? Like you want, you want to come on my podcast with me and talk? And he accepted. He absolutely accepted. And, and like a week later I'm interviewing, I'm, I'm playing like next to his character on the game. And then a week later I've got him on my podcast. <laughs> interviewing him. So and there's no reason to have him on a business podcast. I just wanted to talk to the guy. Right. Yeah. Uh, but, but the story, but, but it goes that we hit it off. And then the next week we talked a little bit more and next week we're recording his first podcast in our production company. So Very it's cool. it right. Right. So, so sometimes you take those leaps of faith and you have people on just to talk to them. You have yeah. people on just, just because you want to, and you have a platform to talk to these people, then you end up uh, doing business with them as well. So it, yeah. it, it's an and amazing, I, it, it's absolutely an amazing uh, platform for that. And I think the way you approach it too, and you know, in that situation, obviously it was organic. It wasn't, um, oh, yeah. I've, I've got a friend that runs a podcast and she uses it to connect with business executives to get her books and training into their corporations and she is so authentic and so the spotlight is all on them there's no sales mm -hmm. she walked me through her process and i was just like that's amazing this is like it's so personable and it's all about the other person that it's amazing the reciprocity kicks into where they just automatically ask like you know well how can i help you and then yeah. they have a discussion right and it helps her it's helped her grow her business but it was never an intentional like sales presentation through the podcast. It was much like what you shared, mm -hmm. just bring them on, have a great conversation, yeah. get to know the person and just let it create its own um, yeah. <laughs> rhythm from there. Man, we, 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 we talked for over an hour. Me and Trey talked for over an hour and, and <laughs> I'll just do it right now. So after a while, I realized it wasn't very businessy. And once again, we're doing podcasts together or whatever. Uh, I just turned my branding off and we talked. I don't like, I'm just like, all right, so there's no more branding. We're going to talk. We talked about barbecue. We talked about where we lived. We talked about voice acting, how he got into it, just life stories. And it was an amazing show. I don't know what I'm going to do with that recording, by the way. I had, it, it, it's not here, but I, it could be somewhere else or whatever. Mm -hmm. And and it could be an introduction to there. I always love going on people's podcasts because I guest a lot. That that it is that that they're there to serve and and they're there to do that. And that's what I want this show to do. So with that said, Evans, uh, thank you so much for coming on and sharing all your knowledge about podcasts. And what I would like you for you to do is tell us uh, all your links, where to find you, where where to hook up with you, where to where to get your services. Uh, uh, give us the rundown of how we get a hold of Evans after after this. Okay, so I, <laughs> I'm sorry, I had to jump over and grab this off my, no, my desk. So, um, you know, I talk about all the time, the build your list, build your list, build your list. So yeah. what I generally just tell people to do is I created a something I call the listeners to leads blueprint. So you can actually yeah. move people from listeners to leads. So I'd love to give them that. Um, just send them to go, to go check that out and they can go to... Uh, they can get it to, by texting the word leads to five, five, four, four, four. That's leads to five, five, four, four, four. So that's the best way to get that gift. And if they want to find out more about me, um, you know, happy to have them come over and just find me on LinkedIn or on Facebook. Just look for Evans Putman, okay. E-V-A-N-S, P-U-T-M-A-N and reach out anytime. I'm happy to jump on and I believe in, you know, 
getting on calls with people and serving them, giving them some insight and not just pitching them. I just like to connect and, and meet people. So I'd love to connect with any of your listeners, but go grab that download. Cause it's really, it's a powerful way to shift people from your podcast to get them on your list so you can continue the relationship. Absolutely. Once again, thank you so much uh, for your time today. Uh, this broadcast is brought to you by Titan Media Works. Uh, I would love to give you a logo and a website, but we're brand new and I don't have any of that. So stay <laughs> tuned for that. Uh, they also pay me to do this. So if you are interested in podcast production, if you've been wanting a podcast and wanting to get it off the ground, don't understand how to do all the production or don't want to take the time to do all the production, that's what people like me are for because we're weird and we like to do that. So uh, we, we leave it to all the fun parts of the podcast where you get to go do the thing into the microphone and we make you look good and get you distributed after that. So uh, Ryan at Titan Digital, if you're interested in that, once again, thank you Titan Media Works for sponsoring this show. And until next time, this has been Small Business Chronicles. Let's go.